Hey, what's up, How About This listeners, and welcome back to a new episode of How About This. Jordan and I are back talking about something amazing this week. We're talking about something that is very important and fun from our childhoods, a classic video game franchise that, well, kind of centers itself around eating. So without further ado, get yourself a snack, because here comes Kirby, right back at you. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the second season of How About This, and we have a really fun episode for you today. This is one that Jordan and I have kind of had in the back burner for a while, and it's something that we think will be fun for you in the cold, dead months of winter, (laughs) something to warm you up. So pull up your favorite snack, pull out your favorite snack, and sit down because I think we're going to talk about food a lot, at least to some degree. At least I'm going to talk about food a bunch uh, in this podcast today. But before we go on and talk about what we're going to talk about, we have to announce he is the king of dreamland, the lord of dreamland. I don't know what we want to say, what title we need to give him, but he's Mr. Jordan Hugh. Oh, thank you. And to my co-host, the tastiest cream puff, Michael Staub. <laughs> wow, that's delicious. Thank you. I so used your much. full name. I said Michael today. I know. I know. That's usually when I'm in trouble. Yeah, you're I not in trouble. Michael. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. As far no. as I know. You know, there are some people that that'll do it. There are some people that'll call me Michael. A lot at work, I'll get called Michael because I guess my email has the full formal name, and I'm always like, "Please just call me well, Mike." You know, part of that. There are quite a few folks I know named Mike or Michael who really dislike being called Mike. Like they'll correct you right up front. They're like, "My name is Michael." And I'm like, "Wow, <laughs> I get it," but it's like I I I don't know. I I don't want to presume. That ain't that ain't me, baby. I know. <laughs> well, I was spoiled because you were like really my first Mike. So I was like, oh, they're all they're all Mike. That is not true. Many of them are no. Michael. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I get it. So <laughs> on today's episode, we're talking about a character that has no nickname because his, his name is only five letters long. And we are talking about the agent and god of destruction himself. Hal Laboratories Kirby, <laughs> yeah, who has been with us now for 30 years. Kirby yeah. has been a, a kind of a flagship character for Nintendo for 30 years. And while Kirby is obviously associated with Nintendo as one of their main kind of one of their main uh, mascot platformer characters, Kirby's actually not. It's weird. It's, it's a weird character. It's kind of like the Pokemon like Pokemon and Nintendo obviously are associated with each other because Nintendo owns a third of the Pokemon company, but the Pokemon games are not made by Nintendo. They're actually made by a company called Game Freak, who started out as like a fanzine back in the 80s, and then they started making video games with monsters and stuff like that. Kirby's in a similar spot. Kirby was created by Masahiro Sakurai, who we've all come to know over the years as the person, the main driving force behind the Smash Brothers games. And he did this with a company called HAL Laboratory back in the early, the 80s through the 90s. And Kirby was created by HAL Laboratory. And I think Nintendo has some ownership over the character because all of Kirby's games obviously have appeared on Nintendo consoles. He's in Smash Brothers. He's considered one of their main characters. HAL Laboratory is an independent company that mostly works with Nintendo. It's a very strange thing. But Kirby's been with us for a long time. You know, the first Kirby game hit the Game Boy in 1992 uh and that was 30 years ago and it's crazy for me because i look at kirby as like one of the newer characters (laughs) and he's been around for 30 years so i think the best thing to do here is talk about like how we've experienced kirby what we like about kirby if we have a favorite game and so on and so forth so jordan go for it what's your experience with the kirby guy 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you kind of already mentioned this, but Kirby is sort of unusual because it's hard to say this. Like, you want to say that Kirby is like a mainstream top tier Nintendo character, but like, that's just not true. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like their dudes are like, yeah, like you said, it's like the Pokemon, but really it's it's Mario and and Link and a a handful of others, you know, maybe Fox and, and, you know, the, the folks we're all thinking of. Kirby's like in the background. Kirby mm-hmm. is like, if there's a list of 10, he's 10. He might be 11. Do you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. he's kind of in the background. He, he and, and his establishing series, which I'm going to talk about my first experiences, are kind of disjointed. Um, or, or I should say that they're not as um, easy to follow. Maybe yeah. that's what I mean as yeah, yeah, some yeah. other characters. So my first experience with Kirby was probably everyone's first experience with Kirby. Most people's, which was I, I had the Game Boy, the original. And the first one of the first games I played on that system was Kirby's Dreamland, which yep. was one of the early kind of big hit Game Boy titles. And I, I really liked the game. I had no idea Kirby was supposed to be pink. I remember seeing the artwork for the first time being like, this fucking guy's pink. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. I yeah, assumed yeah. he was a white cream puff uh, or, or something. I didn't think he was pink. I enjoy that he's pink, but I didn't know that. <laughs> and then totally lost track of Kirby for a while until I received the greatest Christmas present of my life, which was my Super Nintendo. Yes. And then I eventually, I don't know if I had it that first Christmas that I had the Super Nintendo or if this was something for my birthday, but eventually my parents bought me a game called Kirby's Dream Course, which we're going to be talking a lot about on the show today. And it played nothing like Kirby's Dreamland. It was a golf game. In fact, it was the first sports quote unquote sports game that I'd ever played, but I, I adored it. I was addicted to it. And then funny side note, when I did finally get the good old SNES mini, that is one of the games, like one of the sacred 25 or whatever, yeah. however many games that are on that system that they chose to put there. So I remember feeling so validated because I remembered liking Kirby's dream course was kind of a weird thing. Like it wasn't a very talked about game, but apparently people fucking love Kirby's dream course because it, it made that cut on the SNES mini, which like they could have like put any game they wanted to on there. And they're like, well, definitely Kirby's dream course. Yeah, no, I think it it comes along with just the character and just how many people have just a soft spot for Kirby's dream course. Cause it comes yeah. up a lot in terms of like underrated games that people love. Like it's always a game that people are kind of shocked to remember exists. Like, Oh yeah. Remember they made that Kirby golf game. That's <laughs> right. so weird. But, you know, Kirby's a character that Nintendo has always kind of experimented with a little bit or Hal Laboratories always kind of experimented with. There's a Kirby racing game. There's a Kirby golf game. Yeah. You know, there's a whole bunch of Kirby stuff. He's in the weird shit. He's also my my sort of last experience with Kirby is in addition to playing like a couple of his side games here and there, including the especially good Kirby's Dreamland 3, which is the game that killed the SNES. Yeah. It, which is a beautiful game. Uh, Kirby was my main in Smash Brothers for years because I was never, I know, I know people out there are going to really feel me on this because there must be other people like me. I was always, as you know, Mike, the least good at Smash Brothers of like all my friends. And picking Kirby allowed you to just live long enough to not be disgraced because you could kind of float <laughs> above everybody else, occasionally come down and being annoying and eat something, and you'd pull off some surprising attacks. So Kirby kind of uh, saved my butt a few times. And then just, you know, uh, Epic Yarn is good. Epic Yarn is great. Epic Yarn is awesome, so, and it's beautiful. Um, yeah, so I guess because Kirby is maybe not the most defined character in a way, it kind of allows him to be used in these weird games in a, in a cool way. 
Uh, Mike, what, what has your experience been with with the old Curbster? Cur- so, Kirby, Kirby, the console killer, Kirby, the console killer. We say that because Kirby games usually come out towards the end of a console. And we're getting a Kirby game this year, which leads me to continue to. Oh, no, the end of the switch <laughs> to, to think that uh, a new switch is coming, like an upgraded yep. switch is coming, because when Kirby shows up, it's usually like, uh oh, these are the last days. Right. Because this is the end, of, end of the party. <laughs> I believe Kirby Kirby's Dreamland three, I think, came out in like 1997. And that's a year after the N64 was already out. And Kirby Superstar was like the end of 96. So yeah. that was coming out as the N64 was coming out. So Kirby kind of heralded in the end of 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 the Super Nintendo, but also the NES because Kirby's uh, Kirby's Adventure releases on the NES in 1993, and the Super Nintendo had already been out for two years. Um, we see it a lot of different spots: Game Boy uh, consoles, 3DS, all that stuff. Kirby's usually like they usually make a Kirby at the end. Yeah. And what's, what's funny is that there's kind of like a meta thing with that because that's yeah. kind of the Kirby storyline. Yeah, he's like, like he's like a world ender. He's a world. He himself is a world ender. He does these things <laughs> and destroys worlds. Right. Or like versions of him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he and like even in the newest Smash Brothers Ultimate, the world is destroyed and the only one left is Kirby. Like that that's the story. Right. Yeah, they destroy the whole world and Kirby's the only one. And the reason why that happens in Smash Brothers, the reason why Kirby's like the main character, quote unquote, main character of Smash Brothers is because it's Hal Laboratory who makes Smash Brothers and Kirby's their guy. So, of course, they're going to make him like the main character of whatever story Smash Brothers really has. But my experience with Kirby isn't exactly the same as yours, actually. Um, I oh, okay. I played... I didn't play Kirby's Dreamland on Game Boy until much, much later. Uh, I got my first experience with Kirby probably in the mid-90s playing a little bit of Kirby's Adventure on a friend's NES because I never owned Kirby's Adventure. Yeah. But my first real experience with Kirby was Kirby superstar. So in 1996, in the week between Christmas and new years, I had obviously I got an N64 that Christmas. So I was playing a lot of Super Mario 64. I was playing uh, a lot of whatever else I got in the 64 shadows of the empire, mortal Kombat uh, on the N64. And then that week when you're home, I was also playing on the super Nintendo. I was playing Donkey Kong country three. And that week when we were home from school, you know, we rent a couple of games. So I rented something on the N64, but my brother and I rented Kirby Superstar, which is actually like a collection of smaller Kirby experiences on one game. And a lot of people will still say it's the best Kirby game. Like it's very, very good. And it is great. And that was like my first real experience with Kirby. And ever since then, I'm like, no, I think I could get down to these games. And, you know, Kirby and the Crystal Shards of the N64 was a big hit. I loved playing Kirby's Return to Dreamland on the Wii. I think that game is actually a lot of fun. It's definitely in the vein of like when they were remaking or rebooting the 2D platformers that Nintendo had. So when you got like New Super Mario Brothers on the Wii or you got Donkey Kong Country Returns on the Wii and then you got Kirby's Return to Dreamland on the Wii, which is so good. And then there's also, like you said, Epic Yarn, which is, I think, just such a nice diversion Really good standard yeah. standard platformer, and that also gave us Yoshi's Woolly World. Woolly World, yep. Which is also honestly after Yoshi's Island, probably the second best Yoshi game. So those characters are a little tied together, yeah. uh, Yoshi and Kirby, in a way. I'm not storyline wise, but uh, I think Nintendo creatives think of them a little bit the same way, where they're like, we have something that's a little bit more concept, 
a little bit more strangely art driven and they'll do that with a Kirby or a Yoshi and uh, and produce something really, really cool. I equate Yoshi's Island, which is one of the best SNES games, like of a course. top SNES game for me, definitely with Kirby's Dream Land 3, which also has that kind of unique sort of art style, not the same yeah. art style, yeah. but a similarly like, hey, let's make a real departure from what this usually looks like and do something that is more uh, more artful that looks, you know, hand drawn or watercolored or whatever you want to call it. Of course, and I, I agree fully. When you look at Kirby's Dreamland Three and Yoshi's Island, it's it's weird because I think they're incredible when it comes to their art design, but like at that at that time period, people didn't understand how important and how good sixteen bit pixel art was. It was all about getting a three D. And when you look at three D games, early three D games now, when you look at early PlayStation games, you look at early N sixty four games, <laughs> they are like, bad. <laughs> they look horrible. But yeah. if you go back and play these Super Nintendo games, like Yoshi's Island, Kirby's Dreamland 3, Super Mario RPG, Chrono Trigger, uh, Final Fantasy yeah, 6. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Yeah. They're amazing. Like, they're yeah. really beautiful to look at even in this day and age. And I'm happy that the whole gaming culture has completely done a, a complete turnaround and a complete 180 on how good pixel art is. Even if you look at something like Dream Course, it has such a unique vibe to it. And Kirby, what's great about Kirby is they experiment with this character. You know, not many Nintendo characters would get this collection of like mini games. Uh, you know, as like a big tentpole release for the year. I mean, that's that's a Kirby thing. If you ever go and play like Kirby, Kirby has games where like I forget the name. It's like the Canvas Curse or something where you have to draw lines and like bounce them around with yeah. your 3DS mm -hmm. stylus. There's a whole bunch of stuff. There's a Metroid style Kirby game, which I believe is Kirby and the Amazing Mirror on the Game Boy Advance. Kirby's done a lot and they've had a lot of fun with him in terms of, you know, kind of like you said, kind of being more artful, doing these different experiences. And at the same time, Kirby's a great game for a beginner. It's very hard to kill Kirby. It's very hard to die in those games, eating up bad guys, taking powers and using <laughs> them. It's really just a fun way to go about it. And, yeah. you know, ever since 1996, and I played Superstar, I have been a big Kirby fan. And it's one of those games that I often forget that I like so much. And I've pretty, I bought all the collections that they've put out. You know, I've played Return to Dreamland. The 3DS games are very, very good as well. And I'm very excited for Kirby and the Forgotten World, which comes out later this year in March. Oh, with, is, uh, with Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt. Yes, yes, right. yes, exactly. Is exactly. Jeff Goldblum in this one? Uh, no, Jeff Goldblum is not in this one, uh, unfortunately. But, but hopefully that they can sneak Sam Neill in there. Did you know all the creatures in Dreamland are female? Really? Yeah, uh, uh, they go around, they flip them over, they they, they check. Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. But are they are they also made with frog DNA so that yes. they could change? They're yeah, made with peng penguin DNA. Oh well, that's even better because yeah. you know big DNA. That's, that's who we have to talk about. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's take um, a moment. <laughs> let's take a moment to talk a about featurette, a featurette on one of the greatest characters in video games. There is, yeah, I think first of all, I have a couple of stories about this guy. Curb one of Kirby's like. I don't know if he's Kirby's Bowser. Probably. He he's is. probably Kirby's Bowser. There's no Bowser. question. Yes, of course. Yeah, because Kirby has... Fr friend and foe. Friend King and DDD. foe, King DDD, who is a pro wrestler penguin. Yes. Who comes out in a, like, a boxing robe. Yes, with boxing gloves, yeah. With boxing gloves, carries a giant hammer. And a pom-pom hat. Yep. And a pom-pom hat. And he's just this big old penguin who also yeah. eats stuff. Also eats stuff and also has the most like, I think, most obnoxious personality like yeah. possible. Like yeah. he's just a grandstanding, 
oafish, arrogant penguin bully. Like, he's awesome. I love I, him. I love King DDD. Like, if they had a big DDD statue, I would love to have one. And he's such a great character because Kirby is just kind of like this innocent, silent, little puffball, really. Like, he's yeah. like a little, little puffball and he just runs around. He eats everything because he's Kirby. And I love that the theme also for DDD is that he also eats a lot. He does. His also his villain schemes are like very big. Yes. <laughs> like like we're used to Bowser. Like Bowser's like a good level of like video game villains. Like be like, okay, Bowser usually does like one of two things. Either he kidnapped the princess, you have to go get her. That's that's the classic, right? Or he has stolen something. Like he has a treasure, he stole coins. It's nothing like this is the level DDD is at. Steals all the food. Yeah. All yeah. the food in Dream World. Yeah. How about steals the stars from the night sky? How about steals people's wishes? Like, that's some evil fucking shit. I know. And like, he's an adorable penguin. He's a big old penguin guy. So, like, you can't get too mad at him. I love when they put him in Smash Brothers. That was just. He's awesome in Smash Brothers. He was like just playing Big Bully Kirby. Yeah. Just, it's so much fun. And I love and his, his mallet is so fun in that game because yeah. just punting people off the fucking board is so fun. Big rocket mallet just blasting yes. people. I love that. So good. And I also and there's also we also have to talk about like the other Kirby character that all the edge lords love. And that oh, is Meta Knight, Meta Knight yeah. uh -huh. who is who is your Boba Fett, right? He is the Boba Fett of the Kirby universe where he's got like that mask on and he's super serious all the time. Yeah. And so am I am I wrong, Mike? I feel like people didn't love him from the Kirby games as much as they loved him in Smash Brothers specifically. I think he was in the in the Kirby. He shows up for the first time. Meta Knight shows up in Kirby's um, Kirby Superstar yeah. as like uh, a villain, but it, it ends up being that Kirby that uh, Meta Knight is actually like an anti-hero. Yeah, and not really like a bad guy. He's like and, Proto Man. Yeah, he's got a Proto Man thing about going on about him, but. When they added him to Smash Brothers, first of all, in Smash Brothers Brawl, he was like so good that they had to like make him illegal to use. He was in a tier of of quality all to himself, which was like S tier. And he was like so incredibly like cheesy and unbeatable that they kind of were like, yeah, we, we can't let you use this guy in, in tournament play. And I don't know if they ended up fixing that later on, but Meta Knight's not nearly as good now as he used to be. But I think that definitely drove the Meta Knight fandom was when he shows up in Smash Brothers Brawl as this kind of like he's shaped like Kirby, right? But he yeah. wears armor and has this big sword and he flies around bat wings and he's he's ridiculous. Yeah, well, um, he's got he's got a really good look. He's he's cool. And he was great in the Smash Brothers games. Yeah. I he was never my favorite. I think yeah. you said it best. He was like for the edgelords. Yeah. But it was like he's, a weird thing to be edgelord about. It's like, yeah, I want to be an, an edgelord with a guy. It's a cream puff night, you know? Yeah. Well, like, like being an edgelord about Kirby characters is, is yeah, very strange, though. Man, I don't know. I've done some research for today's episode. Kirby's got some fucked up villains, man. Yeah. Like, Kirby's got some villains where you're like, it looks like a Final Fantasy villain straight no, up. Yeah. And you're oh, like, yeah. oh, no, but this is a Kirby villain. You're like, oh, all right. Yeah, no, they really do great creative there. And. It's funny because these games are just supposed to be for like younger kids. Uh, they're right. supposed to be fun for for kids. But then you have like these super, super dark, ridiculous characters and DDD with his insane ambitions to go to go along with it. But do you have a favorite of the games? Is it just well, Dream Course? It's yeah, it's straight up Kirby's Dream Course. Kirby's Dreamland 3 would probably be my next uh, most favorite game. Uh, you know, 
it's so weird because like I I always have liked Kirby, but I don't even think I've played half of his canon yeah. of games. They always had like a weird release. The games were always like, am I being unfair? The games were like kind of hard to find. It was like they yeah. never made a huge deal out of them. Yeah. Um, I've played most of Kirby's stuff like 20 years after it came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's I feel like that's a lot of us, uh, I think. Because they are geared towards younger kids, I think that's why they show up at the end of a console. Because it's like, you know, younger younger kids don't need to have a Super Nintendo and went on release day in 1991. If you get a Super Nintendo in 94 or 95, you'll have some Kirby games at the end. And that's the same for the N64, for the Game Boy, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, but I think my favorite of the Kirby games is probably Return to Dreamland. I played that like crazy. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited for what we see coming coming forward in the in the future with Kirby I'm very ex- excited for Kirby Kirby in the Forgotten Land I'm very excited for because it's not it's it, I've seen a bunch of trailers about it now you yeah. know when they first showed it they were like this open world post-apocalyptic Kirby game I'm like well that makes sense because Kirby's the god of destruction but now it's one of those things <laughs> Kirby, where Kirby is Shiva god of death yeah yeah of course when they showed some more trailers it looks like Kirby in the Forgotten Land isn't as open as we once thought it's not like a Super Mario 64 degree of openness but it looks like it's more of a 3d somewhat isometric somewhat not kind of diorama based platforming game that you can play with other people i'm very okay. excited to to, to to check that out that looks like it's a lot of fun it definitely looks like it takes after like the super mario 3d world type or something like that where you kind of have like this these perspectives that change based on where kirby runs to and that's oh, really yeah. cool because it's taking stuff that you know nintendo has has been very successful with and kind of building upon that and that releases in march so is there anything in particular you want to see out of out of this new more open curvy game i think i'm just hoping that and it seems like it will maintain the level of ingenuity that was displayed in uh, epic yarn yeah. because once i saw and played epic yarn which i guess is my third favorite kirby game i was like this is much better use of the character if you mm-hmm. can do something inventive with him that isn't just he runs around and eats stuff i mean that's still obviously part of the game but it is um it's something that's more interesting now the the as you said the diorama look to this one seems like that is exactly what they're doing they're like yep kirby's one of our big high concept heroes we're always gonna do something really interesting with him uh, I, I I tend to like the games like that. I love Yoshi's Woolly World. I like, you know, the, I've only really played the first Paper Mario. I've not gotten yeah. into like the lore of that series, which I know you're into. And it's it's amazing. But I, I like when they take a traditional Nintendo hero and they say, hey, guys, we're going to change up the art style. We're going to change up like the flavor of the story a little bit and you're going to really enjoy it. And I think Kirby is someone you can do that with like pretty consistently. And fans of Kirby are very tolerant because they're kind of like, well, that's what we're here for. Yeah, exactly. And it's a perfect thing to do with the character for 35th anniversary. I really hope Nintendo makes some of his older games a little bit more accessible. I think it would be great to get Epic Yarn. Is there a collection? The Switch. I think there's something, right? There's, I think, a 25th yeah, yeah, uh, anniversary right. collection or a 20th anniversary collection there, on the there Wii. There was an anniversary collection on the Wii. Uh, on the but Wii. I, I, and I remember having it for the Wii. I don't know what's on the Switch. I think if you subscribe to the, uh, you know, the Switch, the online thing, there is access to other Kirby games, but I don't know if they're in like a bundle. You know what I mean? Yeah, you get them in the, uh, you get access, I think, to Kirby's Dream, Kirby's Adventure on the NES. And you also get access to, I think, Kirby Superstar on the Super Nintendo version. And I think Kirby's Dreamland 3. So I, I think, think so those too. are the three I think games exact, you get. I think and, you're exactly right. And probably Dream Course as well. 
I would like them to get, so, I think funny yeah. enough, Mike dream course is the easiest one to find the one yeah. that's supposed to like be not part of the main series. Yeah. 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 I think they probably made a lot of those carts back in the day. They but did. what, what I also would love to see is I would love to see some of these Wii games uh, get re-released in some capacity on switch. Uh, I think Kirby's Kirby's Epic Yarn is a great game for switch. I, I would love to see return to dreamland. I would love to see, you know, more of them do more. Uh, I hope that they come out with a Kirby Game & Watch like they did for Mario and Zelda. Oh, yeah. It's just one of those things where Nintendo has been pretty rough at ce- at celebrating big anniversaries over the last handful of years. Like the Super Mario 60, the Super Mario 35th anniversary wasn't great. Neither was the Zelda one. Mm-hmm. And they've done nothing. They did nothing for Donkey Kong's 40th. So uh, it's a bit of a bummer. So I don't know if we'll get a lot. Oh, they didn't. But... Uh, they didn't give him a party with with black and white balloons and a, no. and a card. A card that jokes about like his I don't know pancreas or something about being over the hill, <laughs> being over the Kong hill. It's uh, oh, it was better get that Kongonoscopy. Oh, that didn't, that didn't work out the way I, I think it to. worked. Right. I think that worked perfectly. Hey, listen, you, you should you should Thank get you, those. You should get your Kongonoscopy or whatever. You should get no, those I, earlier I, I'm now. So they're sorry. suggesting. Sorry to everyone. <laughs> Kongonoscopy is not a thing. Maybe it is now. You know what? Fuck it. Next episode, I'm bringing up the Kongonoscopy. Please do. Um, we could. We can also talk about Congo again. We don't. Oh, oh, we haven't really done a Congo episode. We've only done a feature. We've only done a featurette. Congo deserves its own episode that we'll have four listeners for. But you know what? We'll fucking make their lives. Of course. Of course. You know how much like Congo people really love Congo. This is going on the Patreon. We're going to have an episode called Hat Konglinoscopy. And yeah. it's going to be Donkey Kong's 40th uh, birthday celebration and also a review of the movie Congo. Oh, I would love that. And also we'll both get a colonoscopy. Sure. I mean, they say you really, uh, to be completely honest. It's, it's, they, it's about, we're, we're about to. We're, they're telling yeah, we're you, they're telling, they're telling people now that they should be getting them younger and younger now. now it yeah, used yeah. to be 50 was the thing, but now well, it seems like. 35 is the new 50. That's right. In some ways. <laughs> It's what it's not. It's not entirely inaccurate. I got enough. I got. I got the same amount of debt as a fifty-year-old, probably. Oh my god. Uh, So, oh, oh, here we go. Um, (laughs) We're gonna. This is a real downer now. This podcast. Kirby's cranky millennials coming to you very soon. But I think it's time to talk about what we want to do with this guy because Kirby's yeah. got some great, great potential to have That's a right. lot of fun with. This so pitch show, I forgot. Yeah. Let's. You want to start off? Yeah, I'll start off. So how about this? Oh, my whole reason for like nagging Mike in the first place, being like, I want to do Kirby, I want to do Kirby, was because I liked Kirby's Dream Course so much. And if you're a Kirby's Dream Course fan. Yeah, you can go back. You can play Kirby's Dream Course as much as you want. It's a really accessible game. In fact, it's the most accessible Kirby game. Yep. There's really nothing else for you. They never made a sequel. There was never Kirby's Dream Course 2, which is kind of wild because it seems like it would be a fairly easy game to make. And the first one was wildly popular. And also, and Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. I I don't think I'm being like culturally insensitive, but like. Japanese people love golf like as much as Americans love golf. Yes, it's a big, big thing over there. That's why. It's, golf is huge, and Satoru Iwata, who is uh, one of the key people from HAL Laboratory and one of the main creative forces behind Kirby, who um, unfortunately passed away a handful of years ago. Yeah, he was the yeah. president of Nintendo for a long time. He was a big, avid golfer mm-hmm. to the point where when the Nintendo NES games came out, the classic NES games came out, they had to put golf on it. Like That was yeah. like the big thing. Golf had to be there. So Golf is part of Nintendo's uh, culture, especially Kirby. So that makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah. So I, 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 I've always been surprised that they never did anything with it. So what I'm pitching today is, in fact, Kirby's Dream Course 2. Ooh. That, that is I like what I'm that. pitching. I don't have a cooler name for it. I think I might by the end of the pitch because I was uh, toying around with, uh, you know, Kirby's colonoscopy. Um, but <laughs> I, I think I'll have a different name, I think, by the end of the pitch. So this was my idea. And it's sort of like it sort of pitches itself, which is why I was like, I, I have a Kirby idea ready, uh, because I think it's what Dream Course fans have wanted for, dude, uh, 30 years now. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, a very long period of time. Um, so in the original game, which I'm sure most of our listeners are familiar with, right? You're playing a game of golf over the course of, you know, eight worlds, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, each world has just eight holes. They're very small courses. And Kirby's the ball. That's the whole conceit. It's great. Is that your golf ball is Kirby. And um, you have a little shot meter that comes up, the controls of which are very easy. But the way you can structure a shot is actually really complicated, which is the whole beauty of this game is that it's kind of like you understand exactly how to play on the first hole, and then like it's like a lifetime to master and you can go on YouTube right now or actually please wait until after the show. Um, you can go to YouTube right now and you could look up like a whole bunch of runs of Kirby's Dream Course where it's just like only hole in one, only hole in ones or like uh, insane speed runs of Kirby's Dream Course, which like make me so fucking jealous because I'm, you know, after 30 years, I'm still bad at Kirby's Dream Course. I love the game. I've beaten the game. But it's hard. It's hard. It's a hard game. And also, it was a game that was like a little too hard for children. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. How, how are they supposed to play this golf game? Uh, but I guess that was the point because people were playing like Golden Tee and like other yeah. like you know, crazy golf game, Mario Golf. All these games were like kind of difficult. Um, so that's okay. Uh, so here, here were the ideas for Kirby's Dream Course 2, which I think uh, represent the ideas that this fandom have been having for years. And then I'll add my own special touches. So the first thing you would obviously want is you're not emulating a pro golf experience. You're emulating a mini golf experience, Yes, uh, which Mike and I agreed was what Mike the best, the and... best for, for what? Oh, it's a, it's a great date night. <laughs> it's a great date night. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Yeah. The best date night. One of the, one of the, one of the most underrated date nights ever is mini golf. Yeah. Why is that? It's, I liked I your rationale. I really liked your rationale so, for this. So my rationale why my mini golf is so good as date night. It works when you're like brand new and you're just gone out for yeah. because there's there's a fun like silly competitive nature to it. But it also at it also works when you've been with someone for a very long time a mini golf because it's one of those things where it's just like oh yeah this is a fun goofy thing that we probably did at some point. It allows you yeah. to kind of goof around. It's a it's always silly. Like mini golf is always the best silly. when it's the the trashiest and the goofiest and the the dumbest possible. There's a hokiness and and a stupidness to mini golf that I think mm. is just charming. And yep. it's something that just works. It works in the spring, it works in the fall, it works in the summer. It's great. Like you can have a nice fall night out and wear wear, wear your light jacket and go out and play mini golf. You can play in the summer. You know, mm-hmm. start start mini golf. Like it's it's great for many times of the year, and it's yeah, it's a great date night. And then afterwards, you can get cheeseburgers or something. I don't know. No, I dude, I, I so agreed with that rationale, and actually, it was like exactly the right thing I needed to hear for this pitch because right. I realized what you want for a Kirby's Dream Course sequel is something that challenges the veteran players, but also is fun and enjoyable enough that like you could almost break out this video game and play it as two couples yeah on a date night or four yeah. friends you know whatever yeah. um that's why the multiplayer experience for a kirby's dream course game would be um completely vital you would not be able to make this game unless you're coming at it from a multiplayer perspective yeah. something you could play online or you could play four people in the living room and that is the experience you should have it's the same experience that you have playing mini golf 
So when we're looking at the visual aesthetic, we want to push that hokiness and that kitsch yeah. to uh, to the extreme. We really want something that looks sort of fun, but also kind of scuzzy and lurid and has that kind of joyful silliness that a mini golf course has. That's what you want. Would we then want like King DDD to be the proprietor of this mini golf thing because he's got a kind of lovable trashiness to him. I, I totally agree. So that could work. I also have him as a playable character. Oh, he's which, one of, he's one of my balls. He's he's one of my balls, Mike. I didn't realize <laughs> what that sentence was going to be like, but now you're all going to have to deal with that. He, <laughs> he is one of my balls. I named one of my balls DDD. So yeah, obviously we want a multiplayer experience. We want the mini golf kitsch, kitsch uh, like hokiness aesthetic. Um, we need much bigger levels. Yes. Because if you have four people uh, putting on the same hole, you, you need levels that are larger. You can't just have like a couple of squares. And then, of course, you need multiple balls, right? You need <laughs> uh, you need different characters that players can select because it's not just about the image crafting, but it's just for practicality. Look, the easy thing would be to just have like a bunch of different colored Kirby's, which I guess is fine. Uh, you put like a little bow on one of them to be like the female, but like, it doesn't matter. A Kirby is sexless anyway. But I thought like the obvious ones are the ones that are already shaped like Kirby. So DDD who is a round penguin, Meta Knight, who is a round knight, and then Waddle Dee, which probably the next most uh, obvious choice, you know, specifically like the bandana Waddle Dee. Yeah, yeah. So like those are your four, but like you could honestly, there are so many round shaped characters in the Kirby series, uh, like literally dozens. You could really do anyone there, though I think having a fucking zero, the eyeball golf ball would be weird. Yeah, it'd be Uh, a little strange. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's still acceptable. So yeah, those were the selectable golf balls or, or even just the different colored Kirby's is fine. I think that's, you know, cute. And then what you want is basically you want to have that same kind of Mario Kart experience where your course is like a themed course. Cause that is the joy of going out to mini golf is just like, all right, what's this place's deal? Is this a tiki mini golf place? Is this a pirate mini golf place? Is this a Uh, Monster mini golf is very popular here on Long Island where Mike and I are from. So I decided to include a bunch of worlds that I thought fit in with the Dreamland aesthetic, but also people recognize as being like, oh yeah, there are mini golf courses that do this. And there are characters from Kirby lore that kind of just like fit right into this niche, right? So these are all individual 18 hole courses that are all mini golf courses and they're all themed. So I'm just going to spitball some ideas. Love it. These are not like fully drawn out. Like I don't have like uh, ideas for the individual holes, but I I thought these were like, like obvious go-tos for the series. Right. So I thought you would, you would obviously want to do like a basic course to start with, like a, like a dreamland course, like a green hill zone, basically DDD could be the boss. And what's funny about this is Kirby's dream course kind of fucked something up when they got it right, (laughs) which was (laughs) when you get to world eight or course eight in that game and you play the last hole, you uh, play a game that is completely unlike Kirby's Dream Course. For the whole game, you've been putting Kirby around, uh, you know, trying to get up, uh, you know, get him into the hole by defeating all the villains on the map, and and that's it. Trying to get the lowest number of shots, like you do in golf. Of course, on the last hole, you finish the game, and then Kirby gets transported by Star to King DDD, who is in that version in Dream Course. He's like a giant mechanized robot DDD who spits out little DDDs. And it's the only real time thing in the game where like you're trying to set up as many shots as you can to hit golf ball Kirby into robot DDD. And if you do enough hits, eventually he crumbles and you win the game. But it's the only one that's like that. And I said, this was fun. Why wasn't there a boss at the end of every course with like something new and innovative? So that is the other thing, of course, you would add to a Kirby's dream course, too, is like, hey, 
every course has 18 holes. The 18th hole is the boss and you have like to do that. some kind of like a new combat thing. But also you can pepper mini bosses throughout the stages, maybe on the ninth hole, like halfway through where you have to like employ some of the combat or shot tricks that you've learned throughout the course so far to try to uh, combat them in some ways. These were some of the courses that I came up with. Again, the Green Hill Zone, I thought of the DD the DDD robot being the villain on that one, or even just DDD himself. Yeah. You have a sci-fi or space themed course Ooh. with dark, dark nebula, or perhaps dark matter as your villain there. Um, of course, because Mike and I are, are good old Tiki boys and like, there's nothing kitschier than Tiki. You have a Tiki course that's like tropical and like has Tiki masks and things like that. And low, low, low and la, la, la. Yeah. Low, low, la, la. I love them. Yeah. Yeah, kind of reskin to be like yeah. tiki-er. Oh, that's I always love when the Kirby games reference those two because yeah, the adventures yeah. of Lolo and such a cool series. Yeah, they're fun, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a nice a... little thing to overlap. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted a sky world, which was really like a weather world, so I could use Mr. Shine and Mr. Bright. And also yeah. uh, weather stuff is fun to use in golf because like that is something that real golf takes into account. Like, yes, it's just like, oh, it's fucking raining. Oh, there's wind. I have to account for windage now, you know? You, of course, need pirate mini golf, which is something that's very popular, like, just sort of in life. And nice. I thought, like, I would reskin Magalore as, like, a pirate. Yeah. Like, a Captain Magalore. So I thought there would be, like, a nightmare or horror course. This is, like, your monster mini golf. And I'll use, like, Dark Mind for the villain there. Or you could combine that with, like, you know, kind of, like, the woods. Like, the, the woods are, like, a thing in Kirby. Like, Kirby fighting through the trees. Yeah, he's always fighting wispy woods. Wispy woods. Yeah, you could do like spooky trees with wispy woods, and maybe you can include there's like the the three witch sisters. Yeah. That um kind of are through the games. There's uh Drosia, Paintra, and Clacia, which are they're art-based witch characters. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I wanted to do like an art world in and of itself, like an arts and crafts world, though you certainly could because of uh, epic yarn. Epic yarn. so maybe that does have to be its own level, and I, I probably should have taken that into account. So I guess we could say that there's that as well. You want, of course, a carnival circus-themed one uh, because this is a Jordan Hugh game. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Marx, the obviously communist jester, would be your, your villain for that one. I want there to be – I'm really excited about this one. So I want, instead of mini golf, I want there to be a tiny golf, uh, which is you are shrunk down because you're going to go take on Sectonia from Triple Deluxe in like a bug land. Type I love situation. that. That's so good. So like you're you're really, really tiny. And like the obstacles are like blades of grass and like things that are larger than you, which is now everything. I love that. I thought a machine world would be great. This way you could take on Star Dream, the wish making computer. And then like other like sort of like random ideas that I didn't necessarily have a villain for. But I was like, oh, Toyland would be good either with like the toy version of DDD or another character because food factors so prominently into Kirby. You could do like a food land if you want. You could do like a Wild West theme one, like a gold mine type situation. And the kind of unifying aesthetic is that, yeah, it's all hokey, it's all kitsch, but it's also, um, it's it's like each world you go to is like a different dream. Yeah. Right? I, I yeah. think that's what you want to have happen. So it really feels like you're having a different experience every time you play. Um, all your shots and things are recorded on each hole, so you can try to beat like the best score, which was something from the original dream course, which was great. And because we live in a in an age where, you know, animation and programming and, and all the science of video games have gotten so advanced, you could really do a lot with these. Like you can do, you know, courses that change and transform and, you know, villains that are more interactive, but you, you still want to have that essential 
um, Dream Course play, because that's actually the one thing I don't want to correct, is I think Dream Course plays really well. Mm-hmm. Like that basic control of how hard to hit something versus the angle at which you hit it versus drawing the lines and the angles of geometry on the course itself is really beautiful. It's the only time I've ever liked math. Yeah. Um, was yeah. was drawing geometric patterns in Kirby's Dream Course. And I think there's <laughs> something really satisfying about understanding the dynamics of the stage to the extent where you can set up a really good shot and you're like, you know what? I know the exact right amount of force to put into that angle to get the hole. And I think that's important. I don't want to fuck with that. Yeah. I thought the aesthetics were something that really needed an update. And these things are things that they're not even all my ideas. These are things that fans have been clamoring for for decades where it's just like, hey, give us a multiplayer dream course, update the graphics, make it cool and give us something that's like more akin to the experience of playing mini golf, which is something that clearly I value, you know, so you can take the best of the mini golf courses from the real world and do something really astounding with them. Be it like, you know, it's, it's a dream of mini golf. So, you know, take it from there. You can be as creative as you want. And then look, if this is a huge success and people really love Kirby's dream course to p- put the tools out there and give it a maker, give it a maker thing where people design their own courses and they're like, fucking try this shit try to get under a five on this course try to get a hole in one on this course so yeah that that is that is kirby's dream course to conglinoscopy extravaganza yeah you know and uh, you know what i'll take your idea this could be king ddd's dream course i mean you yeah. could do that as well you could put him at the center since it's give like so some, schlocky give me some ddd but yeah that's that's my pitch was just i really wanted uh an authentic quote unquote authentic kirby mini golf experience I love that. That's so cool. I think that fits perfectly with what you love. And it's got everything that makes Kirby Kirby, but at the same time, uh, puts another spin on it, which is what kind of we've appreciated about the character over all these years. So I think that's a great, a great game. Uh, I actually, all this conversation has made me want to like sit down and play dream course again. So maybe yeah, I'll do that. It's, that game really holds up. It's also maybe you just want to come out and play mini golf. Yeah, but it's too cold. <laughs> it's you know what? But wait, but there's a lot of good indoor. We can go courses. indoor. We can go to indoor. We can go to tonight. monster mini golf. Let's we let's just <laughs> we could we could we always could. There's space adventure mini golf too. There's also Qzar. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't forget Qzar. Can't forget Qzar. You know what I like about mini golf? Like in real life too, yeah. it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like mini golf and bowling are like the two things that are just like oh, it's cold out. What can I do? Mini golf and bowling is like the classic like date things that aren't the movies, right? Yeah. And at least in my world, bowling is hard. <laughs> mini golf is like everyone is equally bad at mini golf. Mini golf is also hard. Great equalizer. But it's like, but it's like stupid. Like bowling is just hard and it's just smelly. You know, it's like you got to put someone else's feet, shoes rather. Yeah, that's right. It's hard and smelly. And also there's always one fucker in the group who's excellent at bowling and it sucks. In mini golf, no one's that guy. No, no one's that person. No. Everyone's bad. And if you're if you're that good going and playing mini golf to like show up your friends, you should just play real golf. And I'm 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 setting down a law, Mike. I'm setting down a law. All right. This is for any listener who hears this. I don't know how many of you will hear this. Please listen. If you're gonna go out golf, uh, sorry. If you're gonna go out bowling, if you're gonna go out bowling with a group, and you are the guy who's like the amazing bowler. Tell everyone yes. before you go. Don't yes. be that guy who's just like, oh, yeah, I haven't bowled in a while. And then like every frame is a fucking strike and you bowl a 300. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to prove? Just be honest about it. Like, hey, guys, I, I see we're bowling tonight. I just want you know, guys know like I, I like really can bowl. Just give us a heads up. So it's not like we all have to like fucking suck your dick when we're out on the lane. Like, oh, my God, true. Chris is amazing. Like, yeah, you know. if, if you're showing up with your own shoes and your own ball and you paint yeah, that stuff on oh, your that's... fingers. 
that's dangerous. You're that's not like, going. You're no longer invited. You got your own bowling ball. I'm leaving. Forget it. Yeah, I'm not going. I did not sign up for this. No, leaving. Out of there. Goodbye. Out. Goodbye. We'll see you no, next time. You need to be upfront about that shit. Like, hey guys, I'm really good at bowling. Sorry in advance. I didn't know we were doing this. Whatever. I feel like that's the qualifier for someone who's good at bowling. Is like, I have my own ball, and they have like the bag that it goes in. I'm like, no, I'm yeah. not playing with you, dude. It's also, it's never, it's somehow, it's so sneaky because it's like also not their idea to bowl. No, never. never. Like it's someone like, else has made the plan of being like, oh yeah, bowling, this will be a stupid fun thing to do tonight. We'll go bowling with the girls, whatever, we'll get a couple of drinks. And then one fucking girl's boyfriend is just like, yeah, I'm a professional bowler. Like, but you don't find out until like he starts. Yeah, yeah. Because he pulls the ball out and he's got his own shoes. He's got like the fucking wrist guard. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, oh my like, God. He's, he looks like Bill Murray in Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that might be bill murray's best performance <laughs> ernie mccracken <laughs> well jordan i loved your idea i thought it was wonderful thank you man i should have pitched kirby bowling is it too late for that that's actually a great idea there was a pinball so that dude makes... kingpin ddd yeah wow. i like that see you, look you at could have that yeah you could have a that maybe that could be one of the one of the worlds can be like a old arcade family fun center theme like in your carnival i like that yeah, see, we could do see? that. Yeah, see, King that. TD, King DDD's family, Kingpin DDD's family fun center. Wow, I like it. And go karts. All right, it's your pitch time. So I'm gonna do something that uh, everyone saw coming, or if you know me well enough, you're gonna see coming. Kirby's been a lot of different stuff, right? He's he's obviously first and foremost he's a platformer character. He does a lot of great things there. Kirby has a golf game. Kirby has these puzzle games. He's got a pinball game. He's got a racing game with Kirby's air ride, but I like taking every single franchise on the planet and turning it into a fun RPG. So that's what I'm doing here. So my game is called Kirby. Oh, wait, 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 no, no, you can't say, how, you gotta say the thing. How about this? Sorry. Uh, my game is called Kirby Adventures on Planet Popstar. And Ooh, yeah, and I want a game where Kirby uh, once again, the world is going to be destroyed because, oh, it's yeah, Kirby. of course, it's Kirby and it's an RPG. So double down on that. And right. I think at some point you have to fight God, but it's going to be like this <laughs> cuddly God that I think I think some 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 sort of exterior force. And we're going to oh, say it's some space yes. God. I hope our God is a cuddly God. Yeah, our God is a cuddly God. <laughs> he reigns. So um, I hope that's true. I, 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 I want I want it to be some like space cuddly God comes down to Pop Planet Popstar, which is where Dreamland is. Yeah. And his minions or their minions or whatever this you know, the space, space, hungry space god are almost like a Galactus, right? Comes to Planet Popstar, where Dreamland is, and goes to eat all of the food in Planet Popstar. And I yeah. think that I want something where I think I want there to be a recipe. I think that's mm. what I want to be the MacGuffin that you're going after is like these seven items, because it's always seven, seven items of food. That when combined will create some meal that is so incredibly strong mm. that it'll give this space god enough power to like completely devour planet Popstar. Wow. So I think Kirby gets wind of this kind of because he's Kirby. So he I don't even know if he cares. 
but I <laughs> does he, Kirby have feelings? We don't know. I don't. We don't quite know. We know he's hungry, but that's about it. So I think what ends up happening is that Kirby is called into action by the fact that he might not be able to eat food anymore. So he's like, well, this is nonsense. So I think early game, I think immediately they assume DDD is behind this. Of course. But I think you find out that DVD, DDD is also starving and all of his food's getting taken away. And he, you, you team up the Kirby guys. All right. You team up all the villains. They all get together. You got Kirby. Kirby's on the team. DDD's on the team. Meta Knight's on the team. You get a couple of those Waddle D's on the team. Evil Lincoln. The, evil Lincoln, you know, yeah. uh, Genghis Khan. Right. They all get together and they all travel through Planet Popstar and all these different areas of travel Popstar to either snatch back the food or the pieces of this recipe or grab it for themselves before this uh, this uh, this this minions, these minions from space or whatever, another dimension are, are get them. And I think that there are probably difficult ways to get to these places where the food is, because obviously it's some sort of MacGuffin. So it's definitely, there's some treacherous land that you have to go through. And I think originally my plan for this was like, all right, let's do it like a turn-based RPG. Yeah. Which I think can work for that. And I think in the game, I think each character obviously has their own sorts of powers, but I think the way Kirby works is that Kirby is almost like a blue mage in Final Fantasy where he will eat characters and gain a power that you can bank and that Kirby will have this long list of powers that you can go through to use in a situation. And I think these powers work with enemies that as like a weakness, right? So almost like a Pokemon style weakness, or you can like break characters by using uh, a special ability. Like if you're up against the giant evil space snowman, you know, if Kirby breathes fire on this guy, he's going to be much weaker or you melt away the snow to reveal that he's like some giant robot thing. Yeah. And I think what you do is the, the whole premise of the game is that Kirby and his friends are traveling through Planet Popstar. We get to see more of the planet than we've seen in the past. And in this fun, bouncy RPG, Kirby gathers all these powers and then eventually maybe you can combine powers to make different powers. Like if you combine like, oh, you have flame and then you have sword, you can combine them to make flaming sword, like almost like a crafting system of going out to find the right enemies to make Kirby's powers stronger. And that by combining powers, Kirby can get even more and more tough as you go through. And, you know, you need one of the characters needs to be a healer. So I don't know, but you can have a lot of fun with the items, right? You can have like your, your foods and stuff that Kirby. Oh yeah. Yeah. It lends itself right wand. to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can have like the dream wand, a fast travel system. You already have the warp stars, which you can use. And you have King DDD, who I think part of King DDD stuff is that you have to defend his castle some way. So I think there would be a really fun, you know, mini game that you could put into it where it's just like King DDD has to like manage his his minions to like defend his castle yeah. from being attacked by what all these people, all these different things are. And then um, that's something that you could do as like a side game. But obviously there that. are secrets. Yeah. Obviously there are mini games that you can play. I just think that it's it's a it's a fun world that is great and accessible and great for you know like a like someone's first rpg just in the vein of like a super mario rpg where it's just like this is easy enough to grasp but there's a lot going on here there's a more story than normal we get to see more of the world we get to see creatures and characters we've never seen before so it gives us a a really great way to do that 
And Kirby being the power character that he is, the way he gathers his powers, he just eats people and he gains their powers. And I think that's a really fun RPG mechanic to kind of craft your version of Kirby to be what you want it to be. So that's where the player insert kind of comes in. It's like, okay, I made a Kirby that was super aggressive. I made a healer Kirby. I made a defender Kirby. So you can do all this stuff. So that Kirby's the character that really like gets your customization on it. But like DDD has it, obviously he's like the big bruiser tank type and Meta Knight's kind of like your standard like fighter type character. Maybe one of the wildies or something will be a healer or the jester can be a healer or something like that. And I just want this fun, quick, you know, 15 to 20 hour RPG where Kirby is going against some big hungry space god monster thing and like a true god of destruction at the end of the game kirby just eats him <laughs> is and the that, is the god of destruction also does he also happen to be kirby which is like that a would lot be, of these games that would be hilarious like a big like giant evil kirby from space i mean that's basically what they've done in the past because yeah. like yeah. half these villains are like i actually i'm a different i'm a variant basically yeah. of kirby yeah it's like a variant kirby you have to send the uh you have to send the uh, the variant squad to go take him down and eat i love them. it yeah no that's it. that's my I, general I idea of, I have some follow-up questions for you. Yes, yes. You know, obviously this is sim- in a similar vein to Mario RPG, as you said. Yes, of course. One of the fun things in Mario RPG was like they did like little cameos for other characters. Would you consider doing that with this game as well? Oh, I think so. I think obviously it's Kirby and it's HAL Laboratory. So you got to put Lolo Lo and La 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 in there. Like they yeah. need to be there. I think they maybe I may maybe as playable characters or maybe as guest characters when you're in their kind of Lolo castle. Okay. Uh, I think they definitely need to be in there. But also like Yoshi could be great to show up here or there. Yoshi and Bird are always fun characters that are great for like a Kirby crossover. Love that. I would love to see, you know, I don't know if I would put Mario in it because when you put Mario in something, the game kind of has to be about him. He could be an item. Yeah, that would be great. Like a right. like like a maybe, thermos. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> like or or hold two drink power ups or something. Or maybe know. a mushroom or something like that. You know, like sure, a Mario sure. mushroom or something like that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, love and, that. And and yeah, just have some fun with that. What are your what are your other follow up questions? Would there be like an arts and crafts segment at all? Being this is like a new Kirby thing that he does arts and crafts now. You know what sure. I mean? Sure, sure. Why not? Maybe that could be a mini game. A mini game where like Kirby like draws things or creates recreates environments or maybe creates like those uh, plastic style food things that you see outside of Japanese restaurants where it's like like maybe something like that. That would be a lot of fun. I think a a fun little arts and crafts stuff. Maybe there is a part of this game where you are transported to the uh, the world that's made out of yarn and maybe you get a whole yarn section. I like that a lot. Yeah, cool. And and probably. There is somewhere uh, a time for a golf mini game for sure. Oh, of course, definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like the big but thing. My my whole game exists inside of your game. <laughs> of course, all of Kirby's like there has to be a mini golf course in your game. Yeah, Kirby's Dream Course Two is just uh, a part of this uh, Kirby's Adventures uh, on Planet Popstar. Perfect. And yeah, I just I just want Kirby to have that diversification of powers that you can call up and use frequently. And and, you know, obviously your stats increase over time and you get better and eventually you fight God. That's how it works. I think the first stage you save a cat Mm -hmm. and the last stage you you fight God. And that's how you make an RPG. Right. Well, those are the rules. Yeah, those are the rules. Uh, But that's my main pitch. I also had an idea for a micro pitch where Kirby's had a racing game, Kirby's Air Ride, which is actually quite good. But it's time to put the Kirby characters in Mario Kart. Like, it's time. Oh, yeah. It's time. I, I actually, in the last cart, uh, yeah. in eight, 
uh, or eight deluxe, which is yeah. fucking amazing. It's the best Mario Kart game. I was just like, oh, finally everybody. And I was like, wait, with no, no Kirby though. No Kirby. Like, I think a lot of characters need to be put in a cart, but like, did the they Kirby think characters... like his aesthetic wouldn't fit? Cause he looks just like the other racers. I have no idea. He fits more than Link does. That's for sure. I listen, I listen, I love Link. Link is fine. But like, I was like, Link is a weird include in any of these, honestly, because the character is like sort of dignified. Kirby don't give a fuck. No, no, he doesn't. Kirby, Kirby would totally race a car and then eat everyone else. I have a final question, but it's not related to your game. <laughs> it's like a featurette. I like it. Um, Kirby versus Pac-Man. Wow, the two hungriest guys. The two hungry, hungriest orbs. Mm. I'm really trying not to say hungry balls. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to say hungry balls. The hungry ball we, characters. But then we did twice. Yeah. Uh, I think I like Kirby games better, and I think Kirby eats Pac-Man. I don't know. I've seen Kirby yeah, eat like a know. tree. Pac-Man can eat the dead. I mean, Pac-Man. Pac-Man can eat the ghosts if he's got those power pellets. But I, I, I feel like you know what? You're right. You know what? Pac-Man just a little fucking pill freak. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's he's a drug addict. He's a tweaker, dude. Like he's he, a tweaker. He's married with a kid. He's not got time for this. No, no. Kirby would just be like and eat him. Yeah. Kirby's lore him. is way better. You know what? This wasn't even a question. This wasn't fair. It doesn't matter. I still love Pac-Man, but Kirby, I think, would eat him. And then and then get the power to eat better. Yep. So Pac-Man is cool. I'll never get tired of those games, but like we would never do a Pac-Man episode. Do you know what I mean? No. Nah. Like, you need no. Kirby because there's a lore to Kirby. Pac-Man yeah. doesn't really have lore. Pac-Man's really. just got, you know, maybe the most classic arcade game of all time, but that's it, you know? Yeah, no, but, you know, I, I think that's a good question, but I don't know, you know, the power that Kirby gets from eating Pac-Man is he just eats better. Like, so that works. Mm-hmm. That works. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he just eats doubly good. But doubly good. This was awesome. Thank you so much, dude, for, for this one. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for, for suggesting you. talk Kirby. Yes. Now so, we have to make our conglonoscopy appointment. Exactly. So uh, as we go and make our conglonoscopy appointments, we want to thank you all th out there for listening. This has been an absolute blast. And uh, for the King of Dreamland, thank you so much, Jordan Hugh. And to the man behind the metal mask that is Meta Knight, oh, Michael man. Staub. Check out oh. all that alliteration. That's a lot of alliteration. I kind of mm -hmm. love it. Yes, yeah, girl. I'm, I'm a big fan of alliteration. It's mm -hmm. almost like you're an English teacher. Um, it's almost like <laughs> that. Good thing I am a hobo. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. We'll catch you real, real soon. And that's that. How about this, listeners? Thank you so much for listening to this episode about Kirby and all of his wonderful, magical, and ridiculous friends. Jordan had an amazing pitch about Kirby's dream course, and I talked about a Kirby RPG. So if you're a fan of the show, please go like and subscribe. Share it with your friends. Leave a comment. Do all those things because it makes our show that much more visible. We have a lot of great episodes, a lot of great ideas coming your way. We're going to be revisiting some topics. And very soon, we have a very special announcement. So you better hang on and keep listening because we got a lot of stuff going on at How About This. And be sure to find us on Instagram and Facebook at How About This Pod. For Jordan Hugh, I'm Mike Staub, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>